Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alpstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Hey, NFL fans, welcome to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. And uh, we're just going to have a little uh, who's left in the playoffs show this afternoon. Welcome into the show, Keith. Yeah, it's um, this was a fun weekend in theory, but man, there was a lot of blowouts that we just watched. Um, yeah. a, lot, a lot of these games were a lot less entertaining than I'd hoped for. You know, and I found myself, you know, there was maybe one kind of surprise and one 50 50 game that could have gone either way and and everything else just seemed kind of fall in line with the way that i thought things were going to play out and a couple of delicious uh endings to to the games that made everything kind of worth it for me personally oh, as yeah. a as a fan you know everyone has their team let's just be honest we both have our team everyone out there has their team so um my personal team is not in this discussion and so I get to kind of um, relish in the idea of certain teams not doing so well, other teams uh, doing great. And so this is fun for me. So I have to um, say, wait, <laughs> let me let me think about what I know. <laughs> you relishing in teams not doing well. Um, you must be thinking about Steelers and the Patriots. That is that a, is that a correct? I guess? think that that's everybody's um, thing except for Steelers and Patriots fan. It's I think, probably true. Yeah. 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 I, in <laughs> fact, I spoke to to fans of three separate teams this after this weekend, and each one of them were happy that the Patriots lost. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I get that. You know, I, you have to admire Bill Belichick just from the the point of view that greatest coach of all time and he's just a master at what he does mm-hmm. uh, but you can also not like the Patriots because they've been on the top of their game for 20 years and it's just time for somebody else to have a little bit of fun and I so did. that's what it's really all about for me it's like it's just somebody else's time so let's start with that game because I think um, that was that was the biggest blowout of a of blowout weekend um, it was the least surprising from my point of view um, with the Bills just pounding the Patriots uh, 47-17. Um, but it spoke to a couple things. One, that the Bills, despite their midseason kind of like swoon and where they weren't quite as good, they were a legit team at the beginning of the year. They were a legit team at the end of the year. Um, they're playing some of their best football now. So I think it speaks very highly of them, that roster and everything. But to me, it also spoke a lot about Bill Belichick and the Patriots because what it what this game demonstrated more than anything was that he brought a fairly crappy team into the playoffs i mean he played they played a pretty easy schedule if you look at you know um their wins and all of that but that's not a great football team it's not a talent an over talented football team and they still made the playoffs i think this was believe it or not one of his better coaching jobs and they were in the conversation um late into the year as to as to win the division and Mm-hmm. um you know kind of 
be better than everyone really thought. I mean, nobody really kind of gave the Patriots uh, this sort of um, opportunity at the beginning of the year. New new quarterback, Mac Jones, there were very few expectations there. And uh, Mac Jones had a great year for oh, yeah. a rookie quarterback, went 24-38 in this game, had two touchdowns, a couple interceptions. Um, but as a team, they only had 80 yards rushing. Conversely, uh, for the Bills, who put up 47 points, Josh Allen had a masterful game, 21 yes, to 25, did. five touchdowns, no interceptions. He also had six carries for 66 yards, 170 total yards rushing overall for that team. They just dominated in all three phases of the game mm-hmm. and really looked like the team, like you said early on, the team that everyone expected to not only take that division, but really be players in the AFC overall to have a good shot at um, getting into the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think um, after this season, what, no matter how this ends with for the Bills, whether they make it to the Super Bowl or you know get beat this coming weekend, um, I think they are going to have to look in the mirror and figure out what happened in the middle of that season because they're better than their record and they really are talented enough and were playing well enough at the beginning and end of the season to have been that number one seed, but they ended up as the three seed and now they have to go on the road um, and play a very, very good chiefs team this weekend. Um, and that is tough. So I think they're going to have to do a little, you know, self-evaluation and figure out how, why were they not able to keep the, uh, just the momentum going mm-hmm. throughout the season. Why did they look so bad there in the middle for a little bit? Yeah. Interesting. But they're rolling now. They they're, are. They're definitely rolling now. And, yep. you know, this weekend, uh, if you take a uh, look ahead, it's best that they got right because they're facing the Chiefs. And mm-hmm. um, the Chiefs uh, have a juggernaut offense and they've been rolling. Uh, Chiefs, uh, I think, won what? eight or nine of the last 10 games that they've played um, just very much on point uh, at this time of the year, as you would expect for an experienced team and an experienced playoff team. The bills have their hands full uh, this Sunday in the late game against the chiefs. What kind of contest do you anticipate um, the Bills Chiefs game. I mean, this could be a really high scoring affair. They're just going to knock each other all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I, that's really what I expect because, and you were mentioning their recent, so the Bills to, or the Chiefs started three and four through the first seven games. They were under 500. They ended up 12 and five. So they lost one game after that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and it was and at the point in the season where it really didn't matter too much. Yeah, and then they just well, it's not true. They, it they it cost them the number one overall. Well, that's true. And that's buy. true. So it, it did, um, but they just destroyed the Steelers. I mean, the score was forty two twenty one, and I'm telling you, if you watched any of that game, it was not that close. Um, yeah, they were up thirty five to fourteen after three. I mean, it was over after yeah. you know after three. It was it was it was it was a terrible blowout. I mean, it, that was to the point of being boring. Um, and just watching the Steelers continue to melt down was the only reason um, to continue watching. Yeah, I mean, um, Mahomes, you know, and Josh Allen were definitely top performers this weekend. Mahomes mm-hmm. had, was was um, 404 yards, five touchdowns, threw a little pit, yeah. but it didn't matter. So, and that's going to be what you see in this game is these are um, the two top quarterbacks in the AFC playing against each other both playing at a very high level at the moment, both have exceptional weapons around them, um, both have good offensive lines. 
and it's going to be uh it might it, it may really can, might come down to whoever has the ball last wins because yeah. um th- there's just gonna, there's going to be points i mean the bills didn't they're the first team i believe ever to play an entire playoff game never punt kick a field goal or turn the ball over yeah that's perfect Meaning as you can get they scored on every drive unless it ended a half <laughs> nice and now, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. The NFL playoffs are here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN. This wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, it's and nice to so, play, you know, as a fan, it's nice to play and, and watch your team uh, just dominate like that. You can kind of relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this game, I don't know if this game's going to be relaxing or not. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, be high scoring. I yeah. really think it's good. And the thing is, it's not like these defenses are bad. I know the Chiefs defense started out the year really bad, but they kind of figured some things out, got Frank Clark going, got some, you know, some of their pass rushers going as the offense got better and teams started having to throw a lot more against the chiefs that really played into their strengths and they've kind of turned it around. Um, and the bills actually have a good defense, but, but these two offenses are going to be the story. They are going to be um, why this is probably going to be arguably the best matchup in these entire playoff brackets. Except for maybe the Super Bowl, depending on which teams make it. I mean, these yeah, are this, interesting. This is, this is the one. This is probably the most fun game we're going to see. So, which other game that happened last weekend um, that that turned out a winner that that you'll transition in, into this weekend? What do you want to talk about? Um, so we 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 have to talk about winners because I kind of want to talk about losers. <laughs> okay, let's talk about a loser. Let's do um, it because I want to talk about the Cowboys. Um, who? <laughs> sure. I mean the. The 49ers, the 49ers dominated most of that game and it ended up close. Only six. Was that a surprising game to you? Was it a surprising outcome? It was a surprising outcome in that the Cowboys just didn't show up. Um, They didn't have a lot of energy and they were just out coached and out game planned. That's exactly right. Um, And, you know, the the Cowboy offense just didn't, didn't look organized. They didn't know what they wanted to do against that that 49er the, the, front. the only the only wrote, uh, note that i wrote in this little segment was exactly what you just said i said beyond the bizarre final play 
Cowboys outplayed and outcoached in this game. That was my yeah. note. Yeah. So, and the 40, like the 49ers aren't that good of a team. If you watched them play all year, and I'm sorry, 49ers fans um, that are listening, but I think you'll understand what I'm saying. This is a team that at one point looked like they were not going to make the playoffs. Um, they had to go and beat the Rams in the final week in order to squeak in. Um, and I mean, they, they got beat by, you know, a fairly mediocre Seattle team twice in games in which Seattle really dominated both those games. And so, and that's just, you know, this is kind of where they're at. They are, they have a good roster, but they've got an average quarterback at best. And, and they just haven't put a, a lot of um, good games together in a row, but they just out schemed the Cowboys. The, the, the coaching job that Shanahan did versus Mike McCarthy is like, I yep. mean, you have right. one great coach and you have one seriously lacking coach and the, the great coach won this game. And, um, and that's not to take away from the players, but because the players played really well too. <clears throat> but even you get into that and, you know, Garoppolo tried his best to give the game back to the Cowboys, but that, that dumb interception at the end of the game. And then, you know, it just gave them opportunities and they just didn't, weren't able to convert when they needed to uh, down the stretch. And the Cowboys had a chance with the ball late to win. And then there's just the absolutely bizarre, stupid ending um, of this game, which if you want to talk about, we can, because it's yeah, literally they had 14, worked. they had 14 seconds left and they mm -hmm. ran the correct play, but the execution on it was poor. Plus, you know, you had the, the center positioning the ball, which yeah. he should never do at end of game scenarios. The, the ball should always be handed to the, to the, um, to the judge just place that ball because that's the quickest scenario that that happens and and then if they screw it up it's on them so uh they just never got the playoff yeah because you get you get through that play and you know so you know Dak takes off up the middle because they've got six players on the sidelines to make sure you don't get out of bounds um they've got no one in front of him you can get you can get upfield and get you know yards that you need um without trouble so you, he gets up he slides he gets down and then he when he pops up after the slide, he turns around and hands the ball to his center who places the ball on the ground and everyone lines up. That's just, I mean, do you not know what you're doing at all? Um, the play can't start until, until the umpire McCar touches the and ball. McCarthy in his, in his press conference described it exactly the way that they did it, which is incorrect. Like yeah. he said, you know, we, we instruct um, Dak to, to hand the ball to his center. No, which is, which is stupid. You don't do that. No, you hand the ball to the umpire. You get up, you find him, and you run the ball to him because he's the one who has to set the ball, touch it, and say, this is where the ball is going to be. And if you if you haven't done that, the play won't start, the play can't start, and it can't happen. So they had to wait for that. And then because they didn't hand it to him and let him start there, they all got lined up in position, which meant they were in the way Yes. Of him trying to get to the ball. They cost themselves probably four seconds. They would have been able to get that play, get the ball spiked easy. Uh, had two seconds or so left after the spike. Um, had they actually handled that correctly? And they didn't. It was It's just totally on them. And for Mark McCarthy to come out and say, no, we instructed them to do that way, means that They're does McCarthy does not, know the, does not know, the, does he not know the rules? Or is he just covering for his player? Um, and that's the thing is, I think he was covering for his player, but 
come yep. on, dude. Come on. You just say it. We screwed that up. We screwed it up. And yeah. Deserved the yeah. Well, and in addition to that, I think they were just outplayed. I mean, Elijah Mitchell and, and Debo Samuel combined for 169 rushing yards. Um, mm -hmm. And they just they just took it to him. How about the um, couple other games? The uh, the Cardinals and Rams game. Rams pull away 34 <laughs> to 11. You want to talk about? Oh, oh I want to talk about uh, that the game. discombobulation of a team as you've fairly consistently predicted for the entirety of 2021. <laughs> I really didn't listen to you because I thought the Cardinals were going to be all together and, and that and then some because they now have had the experience. Their coach was one more year into the league as well as as um, Kyler Murray. And it, it Kyler Murray just doesn't look like he's ready for these sorts of primetime games, which shocks me because he's been in big games before and he's a really good player. Mm -hmm. And um, it just doesn't, it just doesn't, I don't know, like that flip in, in the end zone was just, un, it was just ridiculous that put up, uh, you know, that, that, that put the Rams up 21 to nothing at that point. And then the Rams come out at halftime on their first drive and score again. It's 28 to nothing after the first drive in the second half and it's over. Yeah. And I mean, this is, God, you want to talk about awful coaching. Um, and you're right. This is what I've been saying all year, right? That last year they started, what was it? Eight and no. Um, they were the last undefeated team or no, the Steelers, were the last undefeated, but they were the last undefeated team in the NFC. And then they didn't make the playoffs. Um, this year they were the last undefeated team at seven and oh, oh and they just limped in all and then the way were, from that point too. They were 10 and at there were one point they were 10 and two. They were the number one First overall part of December, seed. 10 and two. They were the, um, they had won their, there were two games up in their division over the I Rams. I was pressing you in the first of December. I was pressing you to like agree with me that they were better than they turned out to be. And you were like sticking to your guns. And I well, have to I say, I admire you for that. Have you had, if you, if you know anything about Cliff Kingsbury as a coach in his history, you knew that they weren't, it wasn't going to last. He's just, he, how he ever got that job with no resume whatsoever. Um, of success at any level is amazing. And the fact that they've managed to stick with him af after he's continued to flail and, you know, be terrible uh, in the second half of seasons for three straight years is, um, it, it amazes me. How do you, why do you keep him at this point after watching what they yeah, did? Losing, I, they, they really losing, are in they a, lost five yeah. out of their last six games. Yeah. They're at a critical <laughs> juncture in their, in their franchise where they've got a good roster and if yeah. they had a great coach th that could be a tipping point for them and they really should move yeah. in that direction i just don't know that they so will it, you you've you've watched um you've watched murray play right and you've seen you've seen him play a lot um and he is fun he's exciting he pisses off opposing teams because they think they've got him stopped and he somehow i don't know yeah, some, he's some, he's some crazy. He's, quick, he's quicker than he is fast, but man, he's yeah. fast enough, and he's just a quick little shutterbug out there. Yeah, and and he's accurate. He's got yeah. He's got everything that you yeah. He that throws you on want, the run except really about, well, except for maybe about two inches of height. But and um, and we're seeing a little bit of poise. Such can you, issues that come up now? Can can do you think with his talent, he you can win a Super Bowl with him? Yes. Okay. Do you think? that the pairing of him and Cliff Kingsbury is capable of winning a Super Bowl together. Keith, I think that really depends on the leadership around the team. Um, 
and and possibly like a you know a strong influence on the uh, as a defensive coordinator or something like that um to add balance to that equation it's possible keith um but we certainly haven't seen any indication that that is happening anytime soon see i from what i've seen i'm like i think with the right coaching staff and the right scheme and whatever that you can win a super bowl with murray i think he is fantastic um is he the ideal perfect you know guy that can lead you there eh, maybe not but um you know i think he could i mean with the least, right with the right people around him yeah yeah and, and, and the right but, coach i think he could definitely be that guy and but he but that i don't think he's going to be that guy with kingsbury because you saw how unprepared he and the rest of that team looked they yeah. didn't know what the rams were going to do they didn't have an answer they didn't, they didn't have a script you know, they for, didn't, they, for Kyler Murray to be successful on the yeah, first couple they, drives. Nothing. They just didn't, they, they really looked like they didn't know what they were doing. 28 to zero yeah. after the, after the first drive, after the third quarter started, it, it was just, again, it was over before it even really started for the, the Cardinals. It never yeah. really did start. Yeah. And so I, I honestly think, and I, I, I know I'm not alone in saying this, there are Cardinals fans that are saying this, there are people all over the country that are saying this. Kingsbury needs to go. The team yeah, is not. No, I agree with that. They're not going anywhere until they do, and the fact that they haven't made yeah, that move already I, is got to be frustrating if you're a Cardinals. And fan. I think if you if you wait, if if you're conservative as a GM and as a as a owner, uh, and you wait, and you say, "I got to try. I got to run this back one more time." I I think that that that's that's fool's gold and you you might tweak the roster it might even be better they might even go 11 and 1 by you know into december um but i the proofs in you know the outcome of late games meaningful games and they just aren't that that good i i do believe that they need to make a change i just don't know that they have the will to do what is necessary to do that we'll see so they uh Cliff Kingsbury's record in Arizona is 24 24 and 1. And that includes God, that seems like it's not good enough when you start the way that they've started. Oh my yeah. goodness. What? And they've been so good the last couple of seasons through the first 8 to 10 games to 12 games. And the out of an out of a a division that's solid. Mhm. Like and, one of the best in the NFL. And, and if then, not the best. But then at the end of the day, they're he's 24, 24 and one. That's interesting. Pure mediocrity. Um, when he's got the number one overall pick quarterback who uh halfway through the season, a little beyond, was a legit MVP candidate, has just putting up monster numbers and a good roster, a good defensive roster, uh, lots of talent around him, and yet 24, 24 and one. All right. So uh, let's talk about the Rams game this weekend. Uh, Rams are visiting the Buccaneers, and we can transition into the Bucks game against the Eagles after this. Rams mm-hmm. uh, visit the Bucks uh, Sunday, the early game. Um, this will be interesting. I mean, this is probably the biggest game. Well, it is. It's the biggest game Matthew Stafford's ever played in. Absolutely. And he's he just got his first playoff win of his career. 
I know, which is like just a, wild to me. It's like a 12 year career or whatever it is. He just got his first playoff win. But that's what happens when you play in Detroit. I don't um, wanna, I don't want to diminish the Eagles, but I'm going to diminish the Eagles a little bit cuz I'm just going to talk about the <laughs> the Buccaneers. Um the Eagles just weren't quite ready for primetime. I think no. that they're they're an ascending team though. But Jalen Hurts wasn't quite ready and and they just couldn't run the ball against the Buccaneers defense. They had like 44 mm-hmm. yards rushing through three quarters. The game was over. Listen, what I want to talk about though is the um this was just a warm-up game for the for the Buccaneers and you know and they look great. Brady though was just crazy. Quick release is just phenomenal. Like he was he's always been excellent, but in this game he was just super special. It was like 2.17 seconds, his best release game all year and the best in the NFL actually. Um and and so they go up against the Rams team that has a really decent front four and could get disruptive for Tom Brady. Um, and then Jalen Ramsey is Jalen Ramsey. He's always going to be uh, a tough out um, in the secondary. Um, but do the Rams have enough to so, overcome the, the Buccaneers on the road in a, you know, with, with Stafford being inexperienced, but Stafford is a good competitive guy, you know? So I'm mm-hmm. interested in this matchup really. I am too. I I'm. I think the Rams go in there and win this, and wow. that's and and the reason is nothing really to do with any of the points that you made, but it has to do with all of the talent on Tampa that won't be playing. Um, you think it's finally going to catch up to him? I think that you could see in this game part of the reason for that two point one seconds release is they've got Evans is the only guy on that the only receiver that's really like you know, a good big time receiver and they were just double teaming him on every play. So it was but like, that okay, is a great counter. Out. That is a great counter to the Rams front four though. It is. But at the same time, um, you've got, you've got a group that, I mean, you got Jalen Ramsey. who's probably the best cornerback in the league to put on Evans. Who else does he got? Yeah. Right he now, got? Nothing. Yeah. He's got nothing. Um, because Godwin's not going to play. Brown is no longer with the team. Um, both of his top running backs are out. Like there, it's just, yeah. I think this is a game that where it could catch up. I really it's a, do. It's a mash unit out there for. And the Rams were were really good at one point. They lost it, similar to like the Bills. They had they went through a, a, a spot. Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford looked awful. He was getting sacked and pressured. And the Rams' offensive line, which is usually really dependable, was not so dependable for a stretch. And uh, but they've kind of turned it around a little bit. And um, when mm-hmm. Cam Akers is back and he makes and, a huge difference mm-hmm. for that team. Yep. So I look at that and I just think that um, the Rams are just going to be too much. And the fact that you can get up on the Bucks receivers and jam them at the line um, because except for Evans, they're not, there's no one special anymore. Everyone else is hurt um, or through a temper tantrum to the point where they're no longer in the NFL. Um and so they don't have like that special group that they had last year and earlier in the year. You to so get up double, you know, jam them on the receiver, make it so that Brady can't throw the ball in 2.1 seconds because his receivers aren't off the line yet. Um, what do you think about the coaching matchup in this game, Keith? Um, it's a, I mean, what can you say? Like the, these are two of the better coaches in the league. I mean, they are, um, I'm not a huge Bruce Arians fan. I think that, there, there are some definite things about him um, from his time in Arizona that I 
don't appreciate. Um, but and I'm just let's not get into all the details of that because that's a whole nother debate and and thing. But you can't argue with the fact that he prepares well. He gets his team um, ready to play. They have a very smart game plan offensively and defensively going into big games like this. They know what they want to do and how they want to attack teams. I think that's great. And then Sean McVay is one of the best coaches in the league. And I know that there are people who want to be like, oh, see, it was, you know, the the luster is worn off and blah, blah, blah. And I don't buy it. I just I watch the guy coach and and the way his teams prepare and the way that they uh, they come in. And I, I'm just always impressed. I think he's a fantastic coach as well. I'm and interested to find out if they so, have an answer for Cooper Cup. <laughs> Does anybody in the league have an answer for Cooper Cup? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if you can stop Cooper Cup, that's one thing. But then there's other players that are coming, and then Cam Akers, you know. So I, yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. That's an interesting matchup. Let's move on. We've got a few more games to talk about really quick. Bengals beat the Raiders. I, I'm really a Bengals fan, and I'm not I'm, a Bengals fan. But man, it's hard I'm not a Bengals to root fan, for that team. But I'm right beca- now. But I am, I am like you. I, I mean, they're they're not my team. Um, they never have been. I've never been like one that's been like, oh yeah, even whatever. But man, Joe Burrow is fun. He's fun. Do you remember He's, like yeah. the the what is it, the Iggy Shuffle or whatever that was back in the day? Yes. Do you remember that at all? Y- yes, I do. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but those are memories <laughs> that I thought I had buried. <laughs> um, thank you for no, I'm just messing. Um. No, but yeah, Joe Burrow, 24-34. Talk about a first playoff experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, 24-34, 244 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, didn't make any mistakes. Jamar Chase continues to impress, over 100 yards receiving. Uh, Derek Carr, you know, they threw a ton in this game. They couldn't uh, really run the ball other than Josh Jacobs. They didn't have anybody else even have a carry. Uh, the, the Raiders in this game, and the Bengals just kind of won going away a little bit in this, in this one and got to the division round which is which is amazing but one of the things that's that's that really impresses me with this is that if you look at this team and this roster and the way that they're constructed and what they've been doing this isn't the year next year is supposed to be the year and they are the lowest seed but they don't play like it well they're they are they're the force yeah i guess they are the lowest seed because they're they played the remaining um but yeah they they are not supposed to be this good yet they're supposed to be this good next year. This year was like the the transition year where they really start to put it together and they look good at times and whatever, and they kind of get themselves ready and they still have draft picks and 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 cap room and they finish they finish building the roster this offseason and next year they're there ready to compete yeah. and, and and be really good. This is this is the this is the wrong year. But that means they're way ahead of schedule. Yeah, (laughs) Jamar Chase and Joe Mm -hmm. Burrow have literally willed this team to where they're at right now. They've got some fun weapons on offense. Burrow is playing very good. I we're talking about like they're a year away. If they get a better offensive line in there in front of Burrow, that offense is going to be so awesome. I have to ask you the titans had a buy they they're the number one seed in this in this thing mm-hmm. and they're playing the early game on saturday is there any way that the Bengals get by the titans and get into that conference championship i mean anything's possible i mean they're they're playing i mean the titans 
We've okay. seen the Titans struggle at times this yeah. this last year. But well, Derrick Henry looks like he's coming back for this game. Yep. And they've got weapons and all of that. I could the reason why myself and I think a lot of pundits are so slow to buy into the Titans as being a, an elite contending team is simply Ryan Tannehill. And I am one of those people who actually believed in Ryan Tannehill in the draft process. And I thought most pundits were just the, the you know, the draft guys were, were hating on him too much and all of that. And um, it's good to see him find success when he finally got away from uh, Philbin and uh, Miami. But I still think he might be the weakest quarterback left in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It really depends on what so they well, ask him to do. So if he falls behind, if they, the, if they fall behind in this game, if the Bengals have early success, if they strike and 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 they have the ability because yes, they they're do. a big play team, like Jamar mm-hmm. Chase led the NFL in big plays over 20 yards and touchdowns. This is a team that can strike you and strike quick. If they were to fall down 14 points or 17 points after the, the first quarter or the second quarter into the second quarter, the Titans are not a team that's built to come back against that. Yeah. Uh, they're built to run the ball. Uh, they're probably the best running team in the NFL, especially with Henry in there. Um, although I will say that when Henry got hurt, everyone expected their offense to fall apart, and it didn't. They were able to bring in other guys that aren't yeah, as physically intimidating and not as talented. Right. Um, and they put, they leaned on Tannehill a little bit more, and he didn't falter. Um, and so this is a team that i mean they're they're tested um i like their defense i think that their running game is is absolutely elite and if Tannehill doesn't make this or doesn't make mistakes they can beat anybody that's the reason why they're the one seed i think this is going to be a closer game than everyone anyone thinks i think this could be a three-point swing one or one way or the other i really do interestingly it's people are just totally sleeping on this game is is what I what I have seen and heard and that basically the Buffalo Kansas City game that we talked about earlier is considered like the de facto yes. um, AFC yeah. Championship game. Yeah, whatever. The winner like, of that winner of that will roll over whichever team they play the following week and make it to the Super Bowl. And it's like, give the other two teams credit; they're there for a reason. They're good. Those are good football teams. Wouldn't it be? I think I, I'm an underdog guy. I just have always rooted for an underdog. And wouldn't it be amazing? It would be amazing if Joe Burrow and company were to roll into either the Bills or the Chiefs over the Titans, whatever, uh, to get to the NFC Championship game and get to the Super Bowl. That would just be crazy. I mean, bedlam. All right, mm-hmm. we have one more team to talk about. I wanted to talk about the um, <clears throat> the other team that had to buy the Packers. Packers are facing the 49ers. 49ers travel to Lambeau. Nobody wants to travel to Lambeau Field mm-hmm. in January. So tell me, Keith, do the 49ers have any hope of getting past the Packers on the Saturday late game. Uh honestly, I'm do they I mean, I no. They did they don't. They only have one the Packers <laughs> have one susceptibility. So the, the, there are two things on offense, one's on offense, one's on defense. Okay. Uh the you can run on the Packers. True. Packers have not the greatest run defense in the world. And the 49ers, the 49ers are, proven, are a fantastic running team. Uh, along with the, you throw the Debo Samuel thing in there, and nobody mm-hmm. wants to tackle that guy. And um, that could be the, the secret weapon that the 49ers could, could ride 
somehow gain the time of possession advantage in this game, basically roll the same playbook out that you ran against the Cowboys against the Packers and see if it sticks and works. The, the problem other, with that is that the Packers have have they're more talented on both sides of the or no, they're more talented on defense and they're than, better than the Cowboys. They're better coached and their offense, while maybe not more talented, is a bet they're better executing. I mean, Rodgers and Adams and, and that team, I mean they they are gonna be tough to stop. I think the key to the game is whether Nick Bosa might is playing. Yeah. If he, he had a can't, concussion if he can't, if he can't get cleared from the protocol, doesn't matter. It's I mean, hard, I think it's hard to see how they get pressure the on on mm-hmm. on which call it Rogers. Rogers, you yeah. know, it's just it's it's a tough out. The Packers <laughs> are the better out. team. They are the better team. There's no question that they're the better team, and they're playing at home. This is mm-hmm. why they got home field advantage. This is why they play in the in the regular season to get this particular game, and. um the it's hard. It's hard to rested. see the 49ers overcoming this because the 49ers are a flawed team. If you watch them during the regular season, there's a lot of things that you like. There's a lot of things that you don't like. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I just can't possibly see is Garoppolo throwing and winning a game for the 49ers at Lambeau Field in January with a frozen football with like eight, eight and a half, eight and three quarter inch hands, <laughs> and not the aptitude mentally or physically to be able to do that. And I just, it's hard for me. I just can't see how it would happen in a tight game down, down to the wire. Um, and it's one of those things where one of those quarterbacks has to make a play or two to get, put their team in position to win. It's not going to be Garoppolo. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers, who is by far the superior player. No, absolutely. So, yeah. Okay. So that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. So the next time we record, we'll have we'll have our conference champions and we'll be talking about the AFC and NFC championship games. Yeah. And um it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. It will be. So we are going to do a draft show um later this week as well. We're going to be talking about linebackers, off-ball linebackers, middle linebackers, strong side linebackers, etc. So uh look for that show to come out. Uh, you can follow Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. I'm at Alfstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook on Twitter. Uh, Profootballplaybook.co co is the website. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube and subscribe. That would be awesome. So until next time, we'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.